contact Shirley Spotless Commercial Cleaning for all of your residential, commercial, and post-construction cleanup needs. Where our reputation is spotless because we surely get it right. What's up, you guys? It is your girl, Shonda D and Naked Nikki. We are here with episode two, two of Brown Liquor. Brown Lick Her. Brown Lick Her. So you. this episode is <laughs> the coming out party. Um, basically, we want to share our coming out experiences, even though Naked Nikki kind of gave you a taste of that on the intro. But that's all right. It's fine, because on this episode, we're going to go a little more in depth, a little but more in detail. Deeper. Yeah, a little deeper. We're going to dig a little deeper. Yeah. And we want to just give our listeners um, some tips and advice for when they decide to come out, because, of course, everybody has to do it on their own time. Right. Um, you know, what to expect, and just to help you prepare for that moment because it is a big moment it's a life-changing moment um so kicking off this episode we are going to give you the drink of the week and this week's drink of the week is one of my personal favorites it is Hennessy and lemonade and I know what you're probably thinking I don't want to mix my Hennessy with lemonade most people mix their Hennessy with dark sodas or darker juice but let me tell you the Henny and Lemonade, the Lemonade gives the Hennessy like the perfect amount of tart and sweet. Um, so here's my suggestion. What I like to do is get a whiskey glass or a red cup with whatever's your preference. However you feeling. And you do three parts Hennessy with some ice, one part lemonade. Shake it up, mix it all around, and boom, you got you a Henny and Lemonade. Um, that's going to loosen you up. It is. That's going to loosen you up to tell your coming out story. Or to, you know what I'm saying, create that lube for you to get it out. Yes. It will definitely give you the courage you need to go ahead and step out. And, you know what I'm saying, be brave enough to speak your truth, to tell your truth, to live in your truth. Um... If you are from Tallahassee, Florida, or lived in Tallahassee, Florida, or visited Tallahassee, Florida, and you have ventured on over to Top Flight, one of the many holes in the walls that we have, you are very familiar with the Henny and Lemonade or the Strawberry Henny, which are both very good and will get you right where you need to be. Okay? Right. And if you're from up my way, because I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, I ain't from no Tallahassee. I ain't make it to top flight yet, but I definitely made it to arts. All my Pittsburgh people up there in Pennsylvania know what's cracking with arts. You know that lemonade and that henny gonna get you right. Ooh, and shout out to Ms. Lou. She make the best lemonades that's up there. And then you got the strawberry again. But still, we out here, we popping. We yes. getting loose. And I've experienced the arts drinks and they are nothing to play with. Yeah. Uh, so arts don't save lives. If if you try, <laughs> I'm serious. If you try to drink, that's the spot. You don't get no juice for real, for real, none. And they look at you crazy when you ask for an extra splash of juice. Yes, yes. So you you definitely got to be ready with that Hennessy and lemonade up there because you you literally just gonna get a splash, a splash, a uh, splash. Now that strawberry Hennessy, you you may get 
You know what I'm saying? A little bit of ice. Might get a little bit of mixture. You know what I'm saying? Something even. But uh, if it ain't a slush and you, you going raw dog, yeah, you're going to be feeling it. Two drinks, you're done. And I'm telling all of y'all that if you've never been to arts, please, two drink minimum. <laughs> Just to keep you safe. Just we, to keep you safe. Because we want you to be safe out here in these yes, streets. Yes. Because <laughs> arts do not save lives. That's the best hole in the wall when you want something to drink if you're rolling in Pittsburgh, PA. And like my girl said, down here in Florida, uh, what, Tallahassee, mm-hmm. Top Flight. Yeah, they got Top Flight security. I seen Day Day running around there the other day. Yeah, you're going to be good. You're going to be good. Mm-hmm. And as always, we just want our listeners to drink responsibly. So whether you're doing it at the house, whether you're out having a good time, you know what I'm saying? Definitely make sure you either have a designated driver or that you don't drink too much to where you cannot drive. There's Uber, there's Lyft, there's all these great things to get you home safe and in one piece. All right? Okay. Now, we're going to get into this episode. So down to business. You want to tell your coming out story first or you want me to go first? I'm a talker, so... Let me hit my let me hit my hookah real quick. All right. So while Naked Nikki is hitting her hookah, no, I got this. I'll go ahead and tell my story. You will go first. I'll tell my story. My story's short and simple. It ain't too much to it. So, 2007. It's like I feel like I should be like picture this. Right. <laughs> T-Pain in the background. Right, because 2007 era was T-Pain's era, and everybody from Tallahassee knows it. So 2007, I had just graduated high school in May of 2007. I was still living with my parents. I already had my own car, Um, and I remember walking into my mom's room to tell her the news. I had just ate some food, though, so I was rubbing my stomach, and she thought I was about to tell her that I was pregnant because I'm the youngest in my family, and all my sisters, even my brother, um, they all had children at very early ages, very young ages. How many sisters and brothers you got? So I have three sisters mm-hmm. and one brother. It's a family of five. So, I walked into her room right before I was about to get ready to go to work. And I'm rubbing my stomach, like I said, because I was full. And I'm just like, Mom, I have to tell you something. And she was like, she was in the bed. You know what I'm saying? She was laying down. She probably was watching the stories or something. And she was like, what is it? And I was like, because I was rubbing my stomach, she was like, are you pregnant? I was like, no, it's actually the opposite. And she was like, what you mean, the opposite? She looked very confused. And I was like, I like girls. And I'm dating one. And it's great. Life is great. So prior to me telling her... Wait a minute. You said life is great? Yeah. I was like, I like girls. And that's it's fun. Like, I like it. It's great for me. I think this is where I need to be. Was there a lot of blinking? Because if I was your mom, I'd have been blinking. No, there was no blinking. She she was very quiet. Um, she didn't have many words to say. She she looked very surprised. And I know she was surprised because I had high school boyfriends. I dated one very popular high school football player. Um, 
and then I had, you know, boyfriends after him. Um, and at the time, the dude that I was dating, I actually cheated on him with the female. So mm. I not only had to come out to her, but I had to tell him. And after telling him, you know, we went through the whole thing. He cried on the phone. I cried and was like, yeah, I'm sorry, but this is not going to work. Disclaimer, though. I did tell most of my boyfriends that I had that I liked girls. And I told them not to get serious because I liked girls. And I didn't know at the time what that meant or where that was going to take me. But I did start telling boyfriends that very early. Like, don't get serious because I like girls. Now, when you tell people that, what do they do? They still get serious. So... I can't help that. It ain't that they get serious. They be being with that nasty shit. Oh, she like Oh, girl. exactly. Right? And y'all, well, you was in high school, right? right? I, w- so, I had just graduated, but yeah. Still. So he's probably thinking in his mind, oh, to the merrier. Because, you know, look, I don't know. They were, did they have Pornhub back then? I'm sure. I wouldn't watch There was some type of porn that was going right. on. But he was probably thinking like, oh, she like girls. So I'm about to have exactly. some girl on girl action right, right. Here. And that was not the case. Like, right. sir, you were not needed. <laughs> So, um, my mom's response was, okay. Like, it took her some some time to process it. And her response was, okay. I know that's not what God wants for you, but you're my child, and I love you anyways. So, after that, of course, following that, I had to come out to my sisters and my dad And my oldest sister kind of had the same response. Like, I know that's not what God wants for you, but I love you anyway. You're still my sister. My brother didn't care. My middle sister didn't really care. Um, My dad was just like, okay. And (laughs) like when I told my dad, he looked at me and he was just like, that's what you came to tell me? Like, I thought it was something serious. So um, my dad was cool with it. He didn't really meet too many of my girlfriends or the girls that I was dating unless we were serious because I was a daddy's girl. So I wasn't bringing nobody around him that I wasn't serious with or serious about. Um, So, I mean, basically, that's my story in a nutshell. I mean, I didn't really... I mean, following that, like... Because I still live with my mom up until August, like I said, I was already dating someone. And I would bring her to the house. I felt like my mom wasn't comfortable with it yet. And her uncomfortability made me and my girlfriend at the time uncomfortable. So I felt like it was my time to move out. So I did. I was working while I was in high school. So I had already had my first car. And it didn't take long before I had already purchased furniture and just set it in one of my sister's old rooms. Because, again, I was the youngest, so I was the last one living in the house with my mom. And I just kept my my furniture and stuff. I already had my stuff prepared for when I was moving out. Just kept it in one of my sister's rooms until I had a place. And once that was established, all I had to do was get my stuff and go. So, um, like I said, because I felt like she wasn't comfortable with it and, 
you know, nobody wants to feel uncomfortable in their own house, in their own home. I didn't want to make her feel uncomfortable in her own home. So I felt like the responsible thing for me to do was to leave. I was the child. She was the adult. So that's what I did. I left. And once I, I think once she knew that I was serious and once she knew it wasn't like a phase for me, me and my mom didn't talk for two years. Wow. We, we did not speak at all. Um, after I moved out of her house, we, our relationship began to dwindle. Like we didn't talk as much. I didn't have very many friends. Um, not that my friends kind of, you know, disowned me for coming out. I think that they were just in different places. I was in a different place and I knew what I wanted and I wasn't settling. I've never been that type to settle. So I just moved on, and that's what it was. I mean, that's what it was for me. So, Naked Nikki, you want to chime in on that? Chime in on that, handle your story? I always feel like you are the good girl. (laughs) (laughs) For real. But how, what's good about my story? I mean, because it was just like yours just ended up like almost on a good note. My situation, toxic as hell. So it's like, I have to break mine down. Mine's got to go in layers. You guys are going to learn so much just about me just being real. Because everything that I went through was just always a struggle. When I came out, it was 1996. And like I said, I think I said that on the intro. And... I didn't really have a choice. The young lady that I was dating at the time, she made it known. And then on the other end, I ended up making it known too. But 1996, I'll never forget it. I'm pregnant. I'm already pregnant. I was in a dark place. Not... I don't want to say dark, I'll say lonely because I didn't want to have any kids. The relationship that I had with my mom at the time, you know, like we talked, but we did not talk. And I know a lot of a lot of people, you know what I'm saying, I'll say females with their moms, like they have that same type of, you know, relationship. Like you're around your mom, you and your mom, y'all may be cool, may not be cool. But there's no talking. There's no dialogue. Like, my mom either called me, hey, what you doing? How you doing? Or what not, what not. No communication. No communication, right. Everything was surface. You know what I'm saying? And when I was growing up, um, I had an older sister. So, you know, my mom, hey, if you have a baby, it, it was hard for me. So, me being pregnant, like, I was just secluded. I didn't know what to say. I wanted to tell my mom. I was already grown. I knew how to go to the hospital. You know what I'm saying? I knew how to take care of myself. It was already set up for me. But I feel like for me being withdrawn, the young lady that came into my life, she just had the perfect opportunity to just swarm in because I was just so vulnerable at that time. And when I was pregnant, like I was staying at home, but... (laughs) 
I was actually staying with my boyfriend at the time, his brother, and his brother had a girlfriend. Now, we ain't we ain't shit. I'm be one hundred with you. The young lady that I ended up dating was my boyfriend's brother's girlfriend. That's number one. So coming out like all together was just really, really confusing to me. And I was afraid and I probably wouldn't have never said anything like in the beginning if I didn't get caught. I was being grown, living in my mom's house. My mom was my mom always was the type to want to help somebody. So the young lady that I was dating that I was hanging out with, uh, I'm not going to say she was having issues at home because she wasn't. I say that we was probably being manipulative as well. And we got her, you know what I'm saying, into my mom's house. So she was living with me in my mom's house. It's 96. Ricky Lake is, you know what I'm saying, got all the gay people coming on her show at the time, coming out, telling their parents. My mom was looking at me funny. She's she's looking at us weird, but she's really not putting her finger on it. And one day while she was at work, we were in my house, in my room. I'm being grown. I'm being nasty. I got this banging system. I love music. Always had a lot of CDs, tapes, loud music, but I got my door locked. I'm in there. We romancing. I'm on my girl. We're doing things that we shouldn't be doing. I got my music on 100, and we're in there, and we're going at it. Now, my girlfriend, she stops me like, hey, man, I think I heard something. Like, stop. Come on. Like, get up. I'm like, no. I'm not stopping. This is what we're doing. <laughs> like, for real. I should have listened to her, but I didn't. I want to say three minutes later, Mom Dukes pops the lock. Bus in the room. Bus in the room. Bam. Bam. You caught. Caught. In between. So you was doing a lot of blinking. I was doing a lot of blinking. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I was I was doing a lot of blinking. And it was it was crazy. And when my mom walked in, she was like, Oh, you having sex, huh? And then shut the door. I looked at my girlfriend. I was like, yeah. I was like, well, we got to get out. <laughs> I, I sat right up like, yeah. I was like, we, yeah, we, we, we got to get out like right now. <laughs> now, mind you, my mom, like I grew up. I was born and raised in the church, Seventh-day Adventist. We had to be there every Saturday. Uh, we we practiced the Sabbath, uh, sundown Friday to sundown Saturday we were supposed to partake in the Lord, you know what I mean? Every We were supposed to, you know, rest uh, within the Lord. We were supposed to rejoice in the Lord. So my mom was a very religious person. So even though she was calm when she opened that door and she shut it, oh, hell no, she was ready to burn shit down. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I was shocked that I didn't get the shit smacked out of me right then and there. But once again... I was, what, I'll say like, I was 17, because I had my son when I was 18, so I was 17 when this all went down, so it was crazy, now mind you, I am pregnant, and my mom don't know, neither one, she didn't know that I was pregnant, she didn't know that I was gay until she walked in on me, so it was just like, that moment, I knew, I'm about to, I, I have to say something, like, I have to, she already seen me, so I have to say something. 
So I get dressed. I goes in her room. I sits down and same thing like your mom, you know what I'm saying? God did not intend for two women to be together. I'm not sure if that was the first thing that she said, but I know that it was said. I know another thing that was said back then was, you know, what did I do wrong? Um, did somebody touch you? What am I missing? And the look in her face, like I was sitting on the, on the, on the edge of her bed, you know what I mean? Just the look on her face was, God damn, girl, like every time I think we good, you go ahead and you do something else, you know she what I'm saying? She just looked disappointed. Disappointed, confused. Because I had a boyfriend. Shit, I think Daryl was just at my house. You know what I'm saying? And that wasn't even the person I was dating at that time. I was like my childhood sweetheart. Um, rest in peace. I'll say rest in power. Um, but she just was really confused. So I took that platform right there to let her know like it wasn't your fault. This is just something that... I do believe I'm going to explore. I don't know what's going to happen. And yeah, mom, I'm pregnant too. I think I almost gave the old lady a, a coronary all-in-one swoop. I, I seen her gasp like, oh my God. <laughs> now I'm really confused. You're pregnant and you're sleeping with a woman? I don't understand. She was. She was blinking. I was blinking. And she didn't tell me to get out. But I knew what it was. You know what I'm saying? I knew that... She gave you that mama look that made you know, girl, like... I know my mother. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Even though she didn't say it, I told my girlfriend when I went back in the room, like, I told my mom everything. Um, we need to pack this up. And we need to go on and head on out to our apartment over there with our boyfriends and uh, try to, you know what I'm saying, whatever it is that we're going to do, discuss it. Be honest with them, keep it under wraps, whatever. But this situation here with me being under, me, you, and my mother being under the same roof, that's going to be a no-go. It's not working. It's Yeah, like that's not going to work out. Um, once that happened, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, of course, my mom told my sister. Uh, my brother, because I do like I got an older sister and I got a younger brother. They were, they, they, they looked at me a little bit on the funny side. You know what I'm saying? Um, my brother was like, shit, I don't care. Like, you boo to me. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, but once again, like, he was a little bit younger. As I had gotten older, and I'll say a couple of years ago, a conversation that I had with my sister after the fact, uh, I want to say this is, this is years down the line, because, what, my son is 25. I'll say he's probably about 23. So this is 20 years plus. She said that, you know, she felt like she failed me as a sister, and that's why I was gay. And that was not the case. I was gay. I feel like I've always been gay, and the first young lady that I fell in love with was in the seventh grade, but I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't realize that that was the first girl that I ever fell in, that I ever, you know what I'm saying, fell for or was in love with or I liked until I was grown and I went back and I looked over some of the things that I used to do. Like, oh, like, man, I used to write notes and lie. Like, oh, 
such and such like you, but for real, for real, it was really me. Right. But I, I, I still didn't put two and two together. And the young lady that I was sleeping with, like I said, we spent a lot of time together because our boyfriends were dating. So anytime that they weren't around, she was on me because she had already slept with a woman. Mm-hmm. And at first, I was fighting around like, man, girl, what? Like, I'm the shit out here a little bit with my little chocolate ass. SWV was popping. I thought I was Coco slash left out all day. <laughs> I had the condom on my eye, and I was trying to sing and shit. Like, ooh, had my little rap, like, little bra and panty set. I was cool. You know what I mean? The feelings were there, but I, weren't, I wasn't acting on them. So when she came along... I just was like, girl, you crazy. Could you just braid my hair? Because I'm getting ready to go out with the with the drug dealer dude down the street. And I'm about to be real cute riding around in his little bins. That's what I'm trying to do right now. Uh-huh. So that's where my mind was at. And it was just, she just kept coming on to me like so strong. I would be in the shower. She would come hop in the shower. I was like, man, girl, like, what are you doing? What's your problem? And the stories that she would be telling me. I used to be, I really don't care. And then one day she said some shit and it did like it made me wet. And it turned me on. And then that's when I was like, okay, let me, let me, let me see what's, what's going on with this. Mm-hmm. Let me see what's cracking. And I actually like, I went down on her first, I do believe. And then she went down on me. And once she went down on me and made me come. It was off to the races. Off to the races. It was a wrap after that. It was so different. Boyfriend who? <laughs> Boyfriend what? <laughs> and uh, it was just, it was just an amazing feeling. Um, Family-wise, I was discarded, but... It it was a it was a it was an undertone. You know what I'm saying. My family, they fucked with me, but they didn't fuck with me. And it really wasn't different from what I was already going through mm-hmm. because I was already bad. You know what I'm saying. Me and my mom were already. You know what I'm saying. I don't I don't want to say on bad terms, but. My mom worked, you know what I'm saying? She always worked two jobs. She was doing what she had to do, and I was always a handful. So we was always at, like, arms left at each other, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I felt like everything that was happening, like, it, it was it was already normal. And as the season goes on, you know what I'm saying, I'll go into more detail of how me coming out made our family a lot more, you know what I'm saying, destructive. Mm-hmm. Uh because they didn't know how to take me. They didn't know what to do. They didn't know what was next. And everybody was confused. Like I said, I was sleeping with a woman and I was pregnant and I had a boyfriend. So they were just looking like, what the what the hell is is, is going on? Right. It was, just, it, was just it was a crazy. lot. It was a lot. It was definitely a lot. And it was a lot for me to actually process. And I was going through so many things and had so many different emotions like I said I didn't want to have a baby the young lady that I was dating at a time couldn't have kids she was trying to have a baby I felt guilty for not wanting to have a baby when she couldn't have a baby so you know it was oh if we be together we're going to raise this baby what I was 17 she couldn't have been no more than 21 I think she may have had a couple of years on me 
at the time, you know what I'm saying? The guy that I was seeing, I didn't love him, you know what I'm saying? The guy that I was pregnant by, you know, was the first person I ever slept with. But, he, you know, he took my virginity. So there was just so many different aspects yes like I did care about him but he was on his way to college doing his thing going to school the guy that I was dating I didn't really care about the dad the guy that she was dating she loved him though you know what I'm saying and it was just one big ass triangle but like I said with us being on brown lick her We'll have to continue with that discussion right. with another drink of the week. <laughs> but that's that's like my coming out story. At that time, um, the songs that I was listening to, Whitney Houston, The Bodyguard, was like on point. That was like the thing that I was listening to. Uh, Waiting to Excel had just dropped. I watched Bernie cut her hair off. I went and cut all my hair off. It was just... A whole lot of... Moving parts. Moving parts and emotion. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And being so young and not having an outlet and not having someone to talk to, um, it created a lot of different hurt. And I took out a lot of my emotions on, you know what I'm saying, drinking, smoking. And then when I was pregnant, I couldn't do all of that. So I was just trying to cope within the songs and within the new relationship that I had and trying to salvage the the old ones that I had just like with my family my friends didn't really um my friends didn't really care you know what I mean I never had a whole bunch of friends the couple of friends that I did hang out with my childhood friends they're still my best friends to this day um you know they looked at it like well oh well bitch okay that's what it is that you're gonna do we've been getting dressed in front of each other for years naked so Whatever you're saying, like what, what, like you know, what I'm right, saying, like what am I supposed right. to do with this information now? Besides, love you, you right? Know what I mean, um, my my childhood sweetheart, when the girl that I was dating went and outed me to him, uh, he felt like it was his fault, you know what I mean, and he tried to fix it, but there wasn't no fixing that. Yeah, and a a part of my story that I I missed, um, was kind of. It's kind of important to the story, but not really. My best friends at the time were already out and they were already kind of going to the clubs, to the gay club or whatever. And one night they tried to talk me into going with them. So um, I eventually went with them and ended up running into someone that grew up right up the street from me. Her grandma was the candy lady. And so she went to our high school too. She had just graduated the year before me. Um, And it went from there. So now we want to just give you guys, now that you've heard our stories, now that you've heard our coming out stories, we just kind of want to give you guys some advice to our listeners, because we know that coming out takes a lot of courage, mm-hmm. takes a lot of bravery, it takes a lot of strength um, to do it. So, first piece of advice, you know what I'm saying? You want to make sure you have some kind of support system because not everybody is going to be accepting, not everybody is going to be on your side. And a lot of times, it takes family. 
in particular, moms and dads sometimes. Sometimes. Siblings too. Siblings too. It takes them some time to come around to it. Um, a lot of times they may have questions and you got to be open and willing to answer those questions um, because it helps them understand. A lot of times people think you're just, uh, people are just asking a bunch of questions because they want to know like who's the girl in the relationship. That's an ignorant question that a lot of lesbians get. Um, and I, I, not only do I think it's unfair, but you know what I'm saying? It, it's just an ignorant question. But those are the they kind of things know. that you are going to have to encounter because they don't know. Right. They don't know how it works. They don't know what happens. You know what I'm saying? So you got to be open and willing to answering those questions. You got to have your support system. You need to have somebody that you can go to, to vent, to cry, who's not going to judge you, who already knows your life. And is accepting of it, whether that's a mentor, a friend, a cousin, a sister, a brother, whoever, whom, whomst ever <laughs> that person is, you need to have them on standby. They should know when you are planning to come out so that, you know what I'm saying, they know to be available. Right. Um, you need to be prepared for rejection. A lot of parents, especially if you grew up like myself and Nikki... If you grew up in the church, a lot of parents aren't going to accept it. They aren't going to... Some parents may disown you. I was dating a girl who hadn't come out to her family. She was Nigerian. In Nigeria, they don't play that. So when she, when she came out, her, her, her dad disowned her. Um, so, you know what I'm saying? You just got to be prepared for that kind of rejection. And know that no matter what... If you have that support system in place, you will be good to go. Like, rely on your support system. That's why they are there. So, you know, sometimes it takes parents a little time to come around. Like, they may reject you then, but they may come back around. Me and my mom are, you know, we have a great relationship. Me and her just talked for like an hour earlier today. So, you know, our relationship is not the best, but... It's 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 good for where we are now in our lives. But there's some other underlying things that we won't get into on here because that's not what this is about. But we'll we'll talk about it later on. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about some things. Um, but be prepared for rejection, be prepared for challenges, and make sure that you know that not every friend, not every family member, not every person that you thought had your back is going to be willing to understand, is going to accept you. They're, you know what I'm saying? You just have to know that because that's a big part of it. I feel like a lot of people going into, go into it thinking it's going to be easy. And then when they go through the process, once all that rejection happens and you know what I'm saying? The negative emotions and the negative reactions, they're hurt by that. And they don't know how to... And they don't know how to cope and, and to deal with it. Right. So, you know, have you a plan in place, whether it's a journal. I always tell people, if you don't like writing, iPhone, and I'm sure Android has some kind of voice record. You can always just press record, get your thoughts out. Get your feelings out, get your emotions out, and you never know. Five years later, you could go back and listen to that and laugh. But it's definitely something that 
you need to be able and prepared to do because you can always um write a letter to yourself write a letter to your family that's a good idea so that you're not stumbling so that you have you know what I'm saying something to follow so that you can get everything that you need to get out mm-hmm. as well uh, you can always put everybody in one room too and nowadays shoot you got FaceTime you got group messaging. You got Zoom. <laughs> right. You got, you got all so kinds of ways to um, bring people together. Right, right. In one space. To where you're comfortable uh, telling your story and getting it out. Uh, for you to be a better person. And you got to remember, do not be hard on yourself. You know what I mean? Yes, there is a God. Yes, there are, you know what I'm saying, verses in the Bible that tell you things that you should do and things that you shouldn't do. But let spirituality be your focus. You know what I'm saying? God knows all of our hearts. Uh, Our God, uh, your God, just make sure that you just stay grounded. And like Rashonda said, uh, it was right on the tip of my tongue. Have your support system in place. Mm Mm-hmm. Definitely have your support system in place. Did I say your whole government? You well, you just said my first name, but it's okay. Most people know my first name. Is it's that, fine. Okay. So, um, that about wraps up this episode. Make sure you hit us up if you have any questions, any drink suggestions. Um, you can definitely follow us at Brown Liquor underscore on Instagram. You gotta spell that. Brown, the color brown, lick, L-I-Q, her, H-E-R, underscore. Um, You can also join our group on Facebook where we post uh, random questions and we have discussions about the episode. So follow us in our Facebook group at Brown Liquor. Same thing, Brown, L-I-Q, H-E-R. Naked Nikki, would you like to give your socials? Uh, just hit us up on the group. Later on down the line, I'm going to give you guys a lot more information. We're just going to try to keep it as simple as possible because, like I said, I can be a talker. But I want <laughs> I want us lesbians, the new lesbians, the old head lesbians, because times have changed from when I came out uh, in 96 to where... You young ladies are coming out today in 2021. A lot of things are more accepted now than they were back then, but everybody still has their questions. This is the platform to where you can ask any questions that you want to ask. You can any say, questions. Yes, you can say how you feel and you won't be judged. Let us help you and please help us, you know what I'm saying? Right. Understand where you're at right now um, in your time versus our time because. We're we're what? We're both. I'm 20 years plus being out the closet. You're what? 10 years plus being out the closet. You know what I'm saying? We got our newbies that are coming out the closet. So, like I said, a lot of things have changed. So, give us what you got. Give us some questions. Um, Give us some feedback to where we can come on here on this platform and educate everyone as best as possible and educate ourselves. Right. And like you said, the newbies are coming out. A lot of people need this kind of older guidance to help them throughout their their coming out experience, whatever that may be, whatever that may look like. 
you know what I'm saying? Use us to your advantage. We right. want to be here for y'all. We also want to learn from y'all, and we want y'all to learn from us. Um, so, like she said, this is a no-judgment zone, a no-judgment platform. So Safe place. It's a safe place. So, feel free to send your questions, send your drink suggestions, send whatever it is, and we'll start answering questions as the episodes go on. Again, make sure you follow our Instagram, Brown Liquor at... On Instagram, Brown Liquor underscore. Um, join our Facebook group, Brown Liquor. Um, you can follow me at Miss Davis to you underscore on Instagram and Naked Nikki at the underscore emotional underscore connect yeah. on Instagram. If you put in the emotional connect, though, I'll definitely come up. And I'm a, a self published author, so you'll see book covers and all types of things like that but yes that is the right page if you do hit on yes it is the right page so all right you guys we will see y'all on the next episode peace out as uh more insight peace